Welcome to Grandpa Hill's Stories. I am Grandpa Hill for my children, my grandchildren, and all children. What you're about to hear really happened to me. I'm sitting here with three of my grandchildren and I'm going to tell them a story about a special tree. Yay! I call the special tree the Indian tree. Up in Northport, Michigan, where my grandma and grandpa lived, across the road from where they lived and up a very steep hill, there were lots of pine trees. Not just one pine tree, or two, or ten, or fifty, or a hundred, or a thousand. There were thousands of pine trees. And we would go up the hill and walk through the trees. It was very dark and quiet. And when we got to the other side of the thousands of trees, it was a field. Then we would walk down the field in a very steep sand pit area, and then there was a tree, a very special tree. It had, it wasn't, it wasn't a pine tree, which is what made it special. I don't know if it was an oak or a maple, but very old, very big around, like between the, the two couches here. Huge tree. Around the tree, there were springs like the leaf springs that might be on a vehicle and there were burnt pieces of wood big pieces of wood like railroad tie sized pieces of wood and there were burnt pieces of wire and wire that was all rusty and we said what happened at this place and then we looked at the tree and on the side of the tree there were carvings and the carvings had these kind of spooky-looking pictures and faces and stuff. And they were all very old. They hadn't been carved or painted. It wasn't like seeing something that you'd see like at a store or when you're outside the store and they have a totem pole or something like that. It wasn't like that at all. There was actually real carvings on this tree. And we thought that maybe, because we had imaginations, my brother and I, we thought that maybe that there had been a massacre. And that all of these vehicles, that there had been a massacre. And that these vehicles, these springs, and these wires and stuff were leftovers from wagons and old cars and stuff. And then they, after they had burnt everything, and maybe the people had gotten hurt, but we don't know. And then they carved these images on the tree, and we thought we were in a dangerous place. So. Was? Were you? We never knew. Some of the reason we thought this, we, what I think today, is that maybe my big brothers, like Eugene and Charlie, Maybe they convinced us it was the Indian tree and we better not go there because that's where they like to go. Um, oh, boy, broken. <laughs> we weren't sure 
but we never messed around. We never played. We never did anything at the Indian tree. We would just get up close to it. We'd see the tree. We'd see all the old debris around and that was up where the weeds were growing up and everything. And then we would get out of there and go back home. And that's what we would do on our vacations. We would just go through all those pine trees. This is when we were real little. We'd go down the sandy embankment and up again. And we'd say, like, wow, there's the Indian tree. We better turn around and go home. Go all the way back through the pines. Go all the way down the hill. Why were you afraid of that? Well, because we were just alone out in the woods. Remember I said there's thousands of trees. Yeah. And we're up in an area where there were Indian reservations and there were other you know, places for Native Americans to live. We had no idea what it was. And it was something that we only saw like once a year if we had a chance. To go out in the woods and go and see if the Indian tree was still there and see if there had been any activity, and then we'd go back home. That's the story. Now, do you okay. think the Indian tree actually was an Indian tree? Maybe. Maybe. But I don't think so. Why not? If well, there's Indian stuff all around there. there, there are Indians live nearby. But I don't think it was. I think it was just maybe where somebody used to have parties or something. But man, all those carvings on that. There's circles Is and squares. Is it there? And, ooh, I don't know. But it's one of the places that if your mommy has her way, we're all going to go on a Grandpa Hill adventure vacation. And see if some of these things are still there. Where is it? No, no, it's not bad. It was in Northport, Michigan, at Grandma and Grandpa Bonzi's house. Marshmallow. Yes. Was Grandpa Hill afraid to be at the Indian tree? I, I think so. A little. Mm. Mostly, I think he had a very active imagination. He read stories about Indians. He knew Indians, and he was excited to imagine what must have happened at the Indian tree. When I'm all alone in a big place and I see strange things, it is scary, and I hop away. Did Grandpa hop away? <laughs> Grandpa was a boy. He did not hop anywhere, except maybe up and down when he got excited. <laughs> Grandpa imagined it was an Indian tree. So there really, truly wasn't any Indians at the Indian tree? I don't know. Maybe there were Indians that visited the tree or worked there planting the pine tree. So there really, truly wasn't a big fight or trouble at the Indian tree? There might have been. And Grandpa imagined there might have been trouble. I think Grandpa just wanted an exciting explanation for an unusual thing he saw. Yes, Gort, that's what imagination is. He truly imagined it, but it may not have really been what he imagined it to be. That's 
what the imagination is like? Yes. I imagine that you and I will be, will grow up to be strong and brave and good. When there is trouble, I imagine that we will not hop away. Or I'm a raccoon. I may hop up and down when I get excited, but I won't, I won't hop away. I might scamper. Mm, marshmallow? Yes? Do you get excited listening to Grandpa Hill's stories? Do you start to imagine, too? Oh, yes! Especially if he's talking about food. Like chubs, herring, and popcorn. And adventures. Wait, that's not a food. Yeah, that's okay. I like adventures. His stories help me to imagine a lot when I play. Yeah, me too. Bye-bye. <laughs>